0: Are you working? What kind of work do you do? Oh. All, right, all, right, all right, what is it you want to do when you grow up? All right, welcome to episode number two of Sweat Equity. We are talking about a lot of good, juicy stuff today. One of the first things I'm going to talk about is Kim Kardashian. She's building a empire. Empire. It is crazy. The next thing I'm going to talk about is Formula One, how they've kind of recreated themselves using long form content and Netflix. Uh, And then all these different brands that are coming from or stemming from YouTube's success or starting on YouTube and now building out an empire. And then the last thing I'm going to touch on is CGI. And like, we're seeing this new wave of CGI social content coming from brands like L'Oreal and then how they're intertwining it into their social. So that's what I got. That's what's in the Google Doc. I know you got some shit too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait to talk about some of the creator-led brands, kind of similar to Kim K, but maybe a little bit smaller. Obviously, she's like her own nation state at this point. Um, And then next, I'm going to talk about how people are growing through short form. So every podcast these days is video first, going with IG Reels, TikTok, YouTube Shorts, stuff like that, and growing off these clips. I'm going to dig a little more into that. And then the last thing I want to talk about is what not to do if you're building a D2C brand especially with the market changing and everything that's kind of happening
0: these days. So you ready to get into it? I am. So I've been talking to you and everybody about adding the other layer to Marketing Examine and that being YouTube and like getting away from just being a newsletter-focused company to being a media company, right? Very similar to Complex and going from magazine to we are a media company. One of my friends did this this year, this past year, uh, after being more so of somebody that like only used Twitter... And was behind Twitter, I think LinkedIn as well. Not as much as he was on Twitter. Then he went into short form, dominated on short form. Uh, I think grew to like two hundred thousand plus followers, like fairly fast. I'm talking about ninety days, hundred twenty days. Ooh, yeah. yeah, super fast. Yeah, had ultra viral uh, viral videos. But then it was like, hey, short form is doing well. Like I'm growing a following, but it's not generating results like I thought it would. Right. Right. And so he's like. I think YouTube is the move. So he went all in on YouTube. I'm talking about Pat Walls. Yeah. So from Starter Story, went all in on YouTube. Look at these numbers that uh, he tweeted. He said, since starting the channel, and this is a company that already was doing a million in rev, right? Like solo kind of company, just contractors, no full-time employees. Since starting the channel. And at the time of this tweet, it was like 60 days, 75 days, 70% increase in revenue. 87% increase in newsletter signups, 40% increase in people searching starter story on Google, advertisers taking us way more seriously, massive influencers in the space following, and DMing me. And the funny thing is, we've only done just over 2 million views on YouTube. That's wild. 2 million views? Which is not that much. Nothing. Like, it's not crazy. It's 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 a a, lot. But it's not crazy. High signal. Very high signal. He told me as well that so on one of his videos, he gave himself his own mid-roll ad for Starter Story. It was like a great video, had great retention. And then in the middle, he's like, fuck it, I'm gonna do a mid-roll for me if I don't have sponsors. He does it. And he's like, dude, it blew out every single channel, every single best day that I've ever had. I had over 300 people sign up for like a free trial. Then based on the conversion rate, like that is a mega successful day for Star Story, Wow, which is wild. So I will recommend... The my favorite person to follow on Twitter right now, about YouTube, Patty Galloway. Do you follow him at all? Who Patty Galloway? He's so he's worked with Mr. Beast. He helped Noah Kagan blow up his channel. Yeah, yeah. He's, I think worked with Red Bull as well. Like his channel, channel, Patty. His channel is nothing but. I see Gus bringing out his phone, and he's about to follow him. <laughs> he's about to follow him. His channel is nothing but like YouTube content. Yeah. Or his yeah, yeah. is a uh, social is nothing but like a content. tactical
1: like Colin and Samir like
0: dude like I mean I could if I really want to I could go down like the rabbit hole of his shit but yeah yeah um, we'll it, it is That'll be I better. mean his, his one liner I grow YouTube channels bang <laughs> Client, clients <laughs> do 750 million views a month worked with Mr. Beast Red Bull Noah, K- Noah Kagan and many more running a YouTube accelerator dude,
1: shout out to Noah Kagan for making it into that one liner those Red Bull and Mr. Beast. And then, I mean, Noah's like, I'm not, I'm, he's a baller, but like, those well, are like do you know how many legendary YouTube- media properties.
0: Yes. But do you know how many? Uh, how is he doing now? Yeah, exactly. So Noah Kagan's YouTube channel now has <laughs> 896,000 subscribers. Oh my gosh. I swear I looked at it a few months ago and it was at like 400 something thousand.
1: You know, he fills a void that is so niche, but like he goes like a lot more broad than a lot of the kind of traditional business media content. Yeah. Like he's like, hey, I'm going to go interview a guy on a yacht and ask him how he made his money. That's one of his most viral videos. Like that, that content is always going to get watched.
0: It's so, so viral. Yeah. But what you're thinking about is actually a long form video. Exactly. Where he asked 25 people, (laughs) you know,
1: how did you make your money? And then he gets the one golden clip. But what I'm saying is like, say you're consuming, you know, all this other B2B media content and you're out of it. I feel like he's in that like pantheon of like, there's probably like six or seven guys leading the market and he's one of them. Yeah, And he takes also, like everyone else is much more like focused on business and new ideas and like tactics and stuff like that. And he's kind of doing more so like the... Dude. Not man in the street, but like more viral style.
0: Medium. Noah's the man. Yeah, I honestly, love Noah. The first time Seems I ever, super cool. he is. First time I ever hung out with him, it was like me, Cody Sanchez, Sam, and we all went to a shooting range. It was like the first, the weirdest, like yeah. oh, meeting you for the first time. It's like, a great way to find out a lot about somebody. You have a shotgun. <laughs> <Everybody>, <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Have I told you that me, Oren and Colin are like all doing a short form course? A course? No. I I'd not heard that. We're all doing a short form course together. So like we're splitting it three ways and we're all, um, I mean, they already have early success on obviously. Right, right. Building I mean, the thing popping. up. You got to catch up. Well, my experience is <laughs> on the brand side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like how much I've done on the brand side with people right, or right. Worked with The faceless
1: one, the faceless one. Yes.
0: Yeah. Now on my side is I am playing catch up. Dude, honestly, faceless growing an account is not talked about enough. Like Well, I mean, like, I'm talking about actually growing a, some brand's account, right? Exactly. Like, what,
1: That's what I'm saying. It's like when, say, collective, right? Like, you took them obviously yeah, yeah. to a pretty healthy following. Like, from there, it's not easy to not have an influencer who everyone recognizes on every video. Like, you got to come That's up fair. with
0: different stories, different settings, like different, different beasts entirely. But all that to say, I am so bullish on short form. Yeah. And I'm mad that I wasn't bullish on, I was always bullish on short form. Short form content and just video content is how I even got into marketing originally. Right. But I'm pissed that I chose Twitter over short form two years ago. I think it worked right? out for you. Yeah, is it? It's, but, it's been okay. <laughs> it's, it's been <laughs> fine. But yeah. I do think I, everything could have been bigger. Right. I do right. think that. And, and just thinking about Oren's success, Colin's success, in the short time that they've been doing short form, And even the success on building an email list and then brand deals and how much a brand is willing to pay for one 30 second video is absurd or two 30 second videos is absurd. Yeah. It is in that 12. No, no, no. I'm talking about, oh, well, yeah, $7,000 per video.
1: Right, right, right. The craziest thing, Orange showed that uh, screenshot one time of his reach and the percentage of followers that he was actually able to reach. Like that's something that I think is really only on IG yeah. right now because, I mean, I think he reached 80% of his 100,000 followers. You'll post a TikTok. like <laughs> It's random, dude. Yeah, good luck. Yeah. Like, you either go viral or you're going to reach like 300 people yeah. and you can have 35,000 followers. And that was always a
0: frustrating thing at Grind. It's like, I never really knew what video was going to do well. You yeah. just got to keep pumping them out. It was mind-boggling. Colin. When I was writing that case study on Colin, he, I was like, hey, bro, I need you to send me a bunch of screenshots back into analytics. Let me see it so I could write about like why it's working, what's working, all that. Right. He sent me the analytics and I like my response was just like WTF, right? Yeah. Like yeah. what in the world? Bro, there were things getting 12,000 shares, 15,000 saves. And this is somebody who started short form. Right. Two months ago, crazy, three months dude, ago. It's crazy. And it's like these green screen videos like they're, they're it's not like yeah, holding the mic. <laughs> yeah, it's a, look like I got my old headphones that you probably can't even buy anymore. Yeah, that it's just like that green screen yeah, talking yeah. the mic. I recorded the one I w- I uh, posted today. I recorded this morning, edited it, and like did it all within an hour, and it sent already a few a good amount of people to the site. Like good amount of people to the site, a few subscribers. Totally worth it. But there's actually a funnel uh, that this guy Justin Phillips does. And this is actually going to be a, a case study in a while, and I think next week. But the gist of it is, he talks about suppliers for different brands. He's built up his phone to eight hundred thousand followers, mm-hmm. right? And in the video, he's like, "Hey, this is how to find the supplier between this favorite brand." So, like, how to find the supplier with uh for Fear of God t-shirts, right? He talks about it at the end of every single video. He has the same CTA. It's like, "Hey, I'll teach you how to do this for, or I'll teach you how to scale your e-com brand, right?" And it's this funnel, and it's where You have to comment like free or brand or e-com in the comments. When you comment in this comment section or when you leave a comment, you get an auto DM. And it is. Mm. Yeah. And it is. You know,
1: is she doing that with like a VA or is she doing that with a tech
0: company? Oh, chat. Yeah. It hits you with an automated message and then it has a link to a squeeze page. No, no header, no footer. And then the social proof says that they get over 10,000 people a month signing up for that.
1: That's crazy. Uh, I mean, while you're talking about CTAs, you want to plug your Instagram so you can get some followers?
0: I mean, you're doing the short form content. Might as well. Ask Garcia underscore ATX. <laughs> but you're probably going to see this video Oh, <laughs> yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. 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 You're going to see this on YouTube. All right. Let's uh, get into it. All right. So look, I love Kim K. Who doesn't? Net worth, $1.7 She started Skims, which is valued at over $4 billion dollars. Right. And the the company's projecting 2023 revenue to rise 50% to $758 million. Crazy. And the reason I'm talking about Kim K is, and the success of Kim K is this idea of Kim K and like the Kardashians were one of the first people to kind of do this. uh, What are they? The like the live television, but what are they? What are they called? Like this certain kind of reality TV? Yeah. Reality TV. And like being a huge success that they've been doing it for what? 15, 20 years. I mean, Bro, I'm pretty sure they started in what, like '07, yeah. maybe '09. It's been a like, long time. Yeah, No, they're dynasty, killing it. And as much hate as Kim K gets, everybody's gonna say, "Oh, this is this is the the success off a sex tape." There's a lot of people that right. <laughs> are doing nothing, right? <laughs> 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 who have sex tapes? Like the, yeah. this is not it. The amount of companies though that Kim K has launched on the back end of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, to me, is the reason why I think. So many B2B companies or B2B influencers, DTC companies need to have YouTube channels or they need to create long form content. Right. Right. One of the craziest stats that I read was KKW Fragrance, which was Kim Kardashian's fragrance brand, which I think launched in like 2017 or 2018. Within the first five minutes of the perfume going on sale, they were making a million dollars a minute million a minute <laughs> A million a minute. Oh my and then they God. ended the day at 10 million dollars. one day. So it was the first five minutes they like went five minutes right, right, right. Like, yeah. yeah. So the next one is Kimoji. Do you remember this?: I don't. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes no, I actually do. <laughs> it was like an asset pack yeah, of yeah, like yeah. 250 different uh, <laughs> yeah. emojis and gifts yeah. of Kim Kardashian. Oh. right. You had her legendary crying face, like all the funny shit that we saw in memes yeah. was in this pack. Right. Dude, it made, same stat, it made a million dollars a minute and then boasted 9,000 9, downloads every second. Crazy. Painful. Then this like, we got to find better ways to spend our yeah, money, this is dude. Crazy. Then the last one I'll, I'll talk about is Kim Kardashian Hollywood. It was a game. Mm. And again, dude, same thing. Game launched in two thousand fourteen. By the end of the year, it had twenty three million players and had four and had made forty three million.
1: Dude, what what you're describing is success after success after success. But then, what's crazy is she's at her apex right now. Yeah, right. Like she's doing skims. I mean, that's a multi. But they're eyeing an IPO. I know. Right, like private it's equity wild. is like begging them to like it is wild. Roll up as one of their brands. Like it's it's just this crazy success story, and it just. Tells you like time and market. You know what I mean? Like she got her start maybe in a different way, and then now all of a sudden she's like this business mogul. Yeah, and you know it's it's no surprise. Like she took her time to find that right business model, right? Like it's founder content market yeah. fit. And you know Skims, it's kind of a meme, but like I also know a lot of people who anecdotally love their stuff.
0: So I was say Vanessa has Skims. She loves it, hundred percent. I love it. like you know what I mean like (laughs) it's
1: great (laughs) it's okay it's got to work right yeah
0: but the idea though is like if people are spending 30 minutes with you over and over again and uh, you know for some YouTube creators that could be an hour or whatever that time is people fall in love with what you with you then they fall in love later on with what you build or monetize or launch right right? and you you just create these raving fans that will buy anything that you put out which is wild 100 percent,
1: dude crazy it, i mean so cult following is kind of you know the subject of what i'm about to talk about Same. As
0: well. it, we i think we're going to be doing an episode the entire time on like cult followings
1: yeah, yeah. and it's it's how do you cultivate that right yeah. so this guy
0: have you ever heard of carnivore md yes only because i've done carnivore diet
1: yeah exactly And he's kind of like one of the thought leaders yeah. there so blown up recently right this carnivore diet like regenerative farming you know, anti seed oils thing is like yeah, yeah. really taken off. And he's one of the leading voices behind it. So a couple of stats for you, 2 million followers on IG, a couple of million on YouTube, a couple million on TikTok, right? Those are different platforms in a lot of different ways, but yep. he does have a consistent following across all three. Why? Because he's doing what everyone says is the best practice. He creates content once and then distributes it across all three platforms. It's always short form, it's always super native. It's like he goes into Chipotle and he's like, yo, what kind of oils are you cooking with? Like this much rice oil is in your Chipotle bowl and that's enough to kill someone in China 2000 years ago. Right, like that's kind of his angle. And he obviously built a following based on that. And he has his niche of what we just talked about. What's he gonna do next? Release a supplements company, yeah? right? Like how are you gonna monetize this audience? His supplements company has gone zero to $50 million in revenue in three years. Wow. Rocket ship, right? Absolute rocket ship. Some other quick stats for you. So search traffic, right? This is kind of like one of the easiest ways to tell if a brand is creating or demand or capturing demand. Yeah. And so he's got 30,000 searches for Paul Saladino or Carnivore. It's like organic searches. Just organic. People are like, who is this, wow. right? Yeah. Like they see him somewhere. Which is a pretty good amount. Like typically, you know, anywhere from like twenty to forty thousand. That's gonna tell me that you're doing like five to ten million a year in revenue. And then Heart and Soil, his brand, has another twenty-five thousand. Is that the supplement company? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And shout out Dean Brennan, the man himself, lives in Austin. Great guy. Um, that's where I kind of stumbled upon a lot of this stuff. A little more uh context. I think this is kind of crazy. So you remember Liver King, obviously. Obviously.
0: Who, who could forget? I eat organs for breakfast. Yeah. Have you had liver? No. I've uh, bought it twice, both times to like try it because everybody says the nutritional facts behind it are absurd. Both crazy. times it ended up in the dog's food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> <to God. laughs> I was um, like, I can't do this.
1: Dude. So guess how many searches Liver King has? If Carnivore MD has two above million- i Six figures. Two hundred and forty-five thousand every month. That's crazy. Yeah. So when people are talking like how much money was Liver King making, it's like, okay, so Carnivore MD is doing fifty million a year with a sophisticated operation, bro. Liver King was out here getting six x as much traffic. Yeah. I mean, that's wild, right? So it's part of this broader trend of like creator-led brands. Yeah. And you know, releasing a product that makes a lot of sense with who you are and what your audience knows you for. Um, another one that I think is really cool is Chamberlain Coffee. Uh, so Emma Chamberlain was always drinking coffee in her vlogs. Every single person that follows her is always thinking about like Emma's day-to-day routine. You know, they have this crazy relationship with the creator. But naturally, she wants to give them kind of an extension of herself that they can participate in. Yeah. So Chamberlain Coffee, massive success. I'm pretty sure they just raised a funding round that was pretty big. Um, Courtney Kardashian, stick him with the Kardashians, Kardashian, bro. Uh, you can't keep up with the Kardashians, you can't. It's actually impossible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't, I've never not seen anyone even try. <laughs> um, it's funny. So, we're talking about Kim being the business mogul, right? Kylie, obviously, she was like the youngest to be a billionaire, yeah. self made female billionaire. No one really knows what. Uh, what's the fourth one? The other one, Chloe, Chloe, yeah. I don't know. She's got her own trials yeah, and tribulations but, yeah. she's going through. <laughs> but Courtney, I was researching. Uh, I was researching. You know this brand, and it was interesting because she was like, all of my sisters are known for something, and I wasn't known for anything. So I wanted to like release my own brand, but I was patient with it. So her brand is uh, it's a line of sup- not like supplements, but similar category, um, and it's called Lemmy. So it'll be like Lemmy Glow. And it's like for skin mm. to glow, or like Lemmy D bloat for like digestive help, or whatever it might be.
0: Is the whole brand called
1: Lemmy? The brand itself is called Lemmy. So mm. every product Damn, that's is perfect. like kind of a you like know. A verb.
0: That's, it's, it's that's thick. Okay.
1: It's cooler than I want it to be. Yeah. <laughs> like I was yeah. kind of like I want to make fun of the Kardashians, but that's dope. Um, but let me try. Yeah, let me. <laughs> Come on, dude. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that's the free trial. Yeah. And- <laughs> Um, (laughs) the last two that I thought were interesting because we've talked a lot about like, uh, consumer package goods, right? CPG products. And the other two that I think are interesting are these fitness creators that are actually just turning their audience onto a workout app. So there's Whitney Simmons. She's got the Alive app, which has several hundred thousand users. I mean, probably just a crazy amount of passive income. And then Chris Hemsworth has the center app. So, um... You know, do you want to get as jacked as Thor? Pretty easy tagline. Obviously. Right? Like, I'm signing up. I'm at least giving it a try. Have it's you? Uh, I did in the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, it did not work, clearly.
0: Um, <laughs> we got a long way to go. <laughs> Have you seen his, his uh, other show on Disney Plus, Limitless? No. Is it related to the Bradley Cooper movie? No. Everybody thinks it is. Yeah. Limitless, though, is like, it's him and Peter Atiyah. And then this other guy. No um, No way. Ross Edgley, I don't know who you know if you know who that is, but like Not Ross yet. Edgley is probably is ten times crazier and cooler than Chris Hemsworth. I yeah. love Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, Ross Edgley ran a marathon, pushing a no, he pulled a car for an entire marathon. He climbed right. the the level of Mount Everest, like climbed a rope up and down whoa, for whoa, whoa, whoa. hours. You're until saying like twenty nine thousand feet of rope. Yes. <laughs> oh Not God. like like back and forth, right? right like he right. went down and up. And then is, another one was like, oh man, what there was a there's a ton of crazy things that he did. He swam for fifty seven hours straight, was yeah. like hallucinating. Uh during the swim, he was like going up to people and, and being like, Hey, like that's a nice dog over there. And they're like, Wait, what, <laughs> Bro, what dog? But he was like trying to, to beat some like world record. Yeah. Right? He's beating all these world records. Anyways, the it's Peter Attia, Chris Hemsworth and and that guy. And every episode is based on like something that you could do to live longer. And I think mm. honestly, it's probably a play on Peter Atia because it was before his book came out. Now that I right, right. started to connect the yeah, dots yeah, backward, yeah. it was like before uh, Outlive or whatever Outlive, it is yeah. Yeah, yeah. came out. Um, but no, you should watch it. Like the first episode, they he's trying to conquer his like fear of heights and they have him like walk across a crane right, at the right. top and like. Then they do like the benefits of ice baths, and he has to swim in like. Uh, do they
1: have a uh, like a, a set on, fasting?
0: Yeah, Did they do. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think
1: that clip went like really viral, where it was like Chris Hemsworth talking about like fasting, yeah, and the impacts it has, like kills the unhealthy cells in your yeah, body. Dude. And I was like, yo, that, I might then, never eat again, bro. <laughs>
0: like, and then, um, yeah, and then they actually had a hunt for their food. Like there was something that was like you go seventy two hours without it, and like. For some reason, you have to get like the high of doing something to get your food for something related to ketones and whatnot. So they yeah. had to go spearfishing and catch their own food before yeah. they could eat. It was it was gangster. That's bro. crazy. It yeah. was gangster. Uh, men, um, men used
1: to go to war. Now we hunt for reality. Now we TV. Doordash. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> um. On topic of you talking about just like these these creator led companies. So you you got like when you talk about this, Mr. Beast has to be in the conversation, right? So with Feastables, in the first 72 hours, they sold 1 million chocolate bars. Okay. Within the first few months, they sold $10 million of chocolate bars. And then just in this year, they've done $120 million in online revenue, and they're projected to do $200 million by the end of 2023. This kind of made me think of like, one, Feastables is going to take some of the market share from Hershey's. Eventually, maybe not 2024, not 2025, right. but like, yeah. it's coming. Right, right now her or yeah, Hershey's owns thirty-three point five percent of the market share. Right. This got me thinking, if I'm Hershey's, why wouldn't I have just given a bag to Donald to like recreate or re like make an extension of Hershey's instead of like having feastables?
1: For sure. I mean it, it makes a lot of sense. And I I think there's an element of like Mr. Beast wouldn't even take it.
0: No, for sure. I don't think he would either.
1: A lot of these creators, you know, they they have like,
0: would Logan Paul and KSI would they sell Prime their Gatorade? Well, I'm not. I don't know if I'm talking about like sell it, but if you see Mr. Beast being and doing what Mr. Beast is doing and becoming, why would you not? The same way, like for example, we talked about work week, work weeks thesis is like hey we're going to come to yeah creators early not all the time but like I'm, we're going to come to creators that we know are going to blow up and then we're going to help them blow up and we're going to take advantage of that right Dude, i some feel way. like
1: i feel like it wouldn't work though right because hershey's has such an established perception of themselves that like that would just come off like how shack sponsors icy hot you know shack you know, you
0: know shack's hurting though that's fair you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that,
1: but when you see Shaq sponsoring something, you're kind of like, oh, here he is again. And I feel like with Hershey's, they're so big, like, you know what Hershey's is.
0: Bro. Well, that's why I'm thinking, like, if I'm Hershey's and I'm trying to get millennials and more so Gen right. Z, right? why would I not go to a Mr. Beast and be like, help us launch an extension of Hershey's that's not like the Hershey's that everybody knows. 100%. That's more so, but it's Under easy to radar. say that now, right?
1: I've been thinking that way a lot about Liquid Death recently. So you okay. know the bottled the bottled water market crazy yeah. like one of the wilder things out there it's like several several billion dollars and um Dasani and Aquafina are kind of in this like massive race and Liquid Death is now kind of on their heels and it's like yep. dude if you're Pepsi or Coke like what what are you doing not buying Liquid Death 100 million in revenue ago yeah you know like you got a chance to appeal to people that do not trust you which is basically anyone under 30 yeah everyone's kind of like you know soda is at least bad for you is well known now and so they have this brand why not buy them on the low yeah you know but i think a lot of these like multinational you know massive corporations they don't really think that way and they don't want to take risk either like that's the other big thing is they're scared to take risk i don't
0: even know if like trying to find the next mr beast that already is like you could look at the analytics and see the, right. the come up. I don't know how much of a risk it is. For sure, I, you know, but, but I do think they're stuck in like a legacy mindset. Exactly. Although, I don't know if I talked about this on the last episode. A gangster fact about quote or a gangster fact about Coke is the fact that their bottle was shaped that if you dropped it and it shattered, you would still recognize that it's a glass or a Coke uh, Coke bottle, which wild. is sick. So wild. So the next one that we got to talk about is Prime. Right, crazy numbers as well. They cleared 250 million in retail sales uh, in its first year, and then in 2023, they had a four-week period where they generated 51.7 million dollars in sales. This ranked them as the six, uh, six ranked sports drink by sales in the U.S. And that's again that's followed by like Gatorade Zero, Body Armor, Gatorade Frost, and Powerade. Crazy, but this is a YouTuber just launched. Like yeah you this know. is a youtuber yeah putting yeah. up these kind of numbers absurd right although one thing that he does so well is like anywhere logan paul is prime right. is with him yeah wwe moves like when he's jumping off some something landing on somebody giving him an elbow it's <laughs> yeah, like a and, prime he, yeah, and he yeah and like yeah prime comes out he's like <laughs> talks to this the audience and somebody yeah. throws him a prime and he just like pours it on it like pour one out for the homies it's like prime blueberry
1: yeah, it's crazy, man. Like people act like that dude is not a ruthless businessman. Yeah, like he's he's crushed it. Did
0: you see the clip of him and his and Jake going at it? Because Jake didn't let him bring Prime to like some press conference or like they they literally were he came on impossible or impulsive, impulsive, yeah, impulsive, and like they went at it for like a good bit because Logan's like, "What kind of brother are you to not let me bring my business, my company, yeah. Prime?" to your press conference or to your fight or something like that. Like it was in the contract that they would get kicked out if they brought prime. Damn. That's kind
1: of savage from Jake. It is. I saw, um, you, you, you've been seeing this Dylan, Danis Logan Paul stuff recently. I know we are we're, we're way too on Twitter, so you can't even avoid it. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, dude, with Jake Paul, um, he came out with a video and he was like, uh, okay, so I know you've all been waiting to hear my thoughts on <laughs> yeah. uh, the Dylan Dennis and Logan Paul fight, and I just wanted to say um, that you should download the Better app. Yeah, Where he, he like goes into this like advert yeah. about like his new app. He was in the ice
0: bath too, right? Or something like in, a the, cold plunge in the ice or bath.
1: And then Logan jumps on, and does the same advert. Yeah. Like they're just they're they're killing it, bro. It's 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 a lot of this stuff that, like you said, Legacy Media. Shout out to WWE for taking on Logan though. Right. Yeah. See, I that's mean, a
0: perfect I, it's amazing. That is a perfect representation of legacy company understanding what's new, what's hot, and what's gonna boost the brand and get like this new audience right. to engage with the brand. When you're
1: when you're stale, right? Yeah. Like they I mean, I can't think of anything else that's lost more juice than in like from like two thousand to like twenty fifty. I don't even know what the time yeah, period yeah. was. Like WWE and like pro wrestling used to be legendary. Yeah. Like you talk to any dude, like maybe 10 years older than us, and they always talk about like in the 90s, that was always on. Yeah. They knew all the fighters. And like, I mean, I know some of them, but like it definitely wasn't the same thing when we were growing up. Yeah. Now all these kids
0: got to be watching Logan. Yeah. You know, and so another company that did it is doing it this year is the NFL. Yeah. So they signed a con, and this is somebody I was going to talk about is, you know, destroying. Yeah. 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 That they do like the NFL one or not the NFL, but like they do the one on ones. They'll go to a lo- local high school. You'll do one on ones and you play. And I think you do them for $10,000. It's like either the best receiver or the best corner is going to win $10,000. They signed Destroying to a contract this year to do like all these NFL sponsored events and have them all over the NFL and get that audience yeah. or his audience to now uh, interact with the NFL. And right. also, I've heard that he's making in that range of. 10 million this oh, was before yeah. the contract 100 i am guaranteeing that this contract is seven figures Bro,
1: these guys are getting they're getting bagged up like they're rappers or athletes yeah. i mean it's 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 a different type of money i think the nfl is another interesting one so have you heard about like the rights dynamics between like mlb nfl and nba ml yes so how the mlb basically yes. doesn't let anyone share their content and that's why so you social. don't see shit on nba social. is like we will not <laughs> slap anyone on the wrist it's like Clearly. take all of our clips and that's what i have,
0: have like, a friend who has made an entire career out of <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> jacking clips and not yeah, jacking yeah. clips but like taking clips and making a, right. an account of it it's not jacking it i guess exactly free, right yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. and then uh, so the nfl has recently like started to really open up as too, and they're kind of taking a playbook out of the nba strategy i did a, some research into this their social impressions are up like 35 percent year oh. over year Now they're leaning into the NFL is scripted with their new campaign. Bro, brilliant campaign. Been a massive success. Brilliant campaign. And it's a part of um so what people used to say about the NFL versus the NBA is the NBA, you could see people's faces, right? So you could tell, like, okay, that's Kobe. Like, that's D Wade. Like, I can recognize him just as much on the basketball court as on a Wheaties box. NFL, you're behind a helmet. Yeah. But now I feel like everyone knows what Jalen Hurts looks like. Everyone knows what Tyreek looks like. Everyone knows J- the Kelsey brothers, like they're blowing up. Like, and it's all because the NFL is marketing
0: them in a completely different way. And those guys, a lot of those guys you just named too, are becoming creators. Right. It's right. like they literally have two uh, jobs: one being the NFL, and like their side hustle is being a creator. Like yeah, Tyreek Hill talking about it. Tyreek Hill said that I think it was this either. Last year, this upcoming year is going to be his last year. He's going to retire and just go all in on YouTube. He said that. Oh my god, I missed that one. I got which is crazy. God, dynasty I think, fantasy. I think I think uh, Kenny and them are going to do some like episode with him as well. Like they're going to change his go. gaming setup and all yeah, this shit. Yeah. But like uh, another one is Jalen Ramsey from the also from the Dolphins. Right, he got bagged up by Uninterrupted to do what Draymond did with I don't volume? remember what company Colin Calhurt's thing volume. Yeah. And yeah. and it was basically like after every game, they talk about hey, this is what happened in the game, like and they had a terrible year last year, so like right. it wasn't that great to watch, but Draymond being with Steph and Clay, it's like it's perfect. And Draymond's just great on camera. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like a lot of these these athletes I mean the Kelsey brothers.
1: Well, so another one going on right now is you've been you've been seeing what's going on with Deion Sanders out of Colorado. Yes. Obviously. Travis Hunter I saw plays talking both with 12. sides. Twelve Talks is his 12 show. Talks, that's what it is. That Bleacher Report is sponsoring. Yeah. Like, what more do you? It's crazy, man. Like they're spot, and it's so smart from Bleacher yeah. Report. Like, let's just put this dude who's already streaming. He's just streaming on Twitch or doing yeah. whatever. I don't know. He's got a great setup, yeah. and you know Bleacher Report's throwing him some money so they can just be in the corner logo and have exclusive distribution of the content. Yeah. I mean, they're completely aligned Like Colorado stock goes up more views for Bleacher Report. It's probably a pretty good deal that I don't know what they're paying him, but it can't be more than like 20k a month, right? No, dude, it's
0: more. It's more. You think it's like, yeah, he's making seven figures. Uh, Dion's son, Colorado
1: NIL money, baby. baby. Dion's
0: son may is make supposedly his contracts equal for 4.1 million. That's wild. NIL. The, do you, can you take a guess at who's making the most NIL money? Isn't it Livy Dunn? No.
1: Is it uh, Bronny? Yeah. Is Bronny. Yeah. He's Which making is the most. Yeah. Why are you...
0: I mean, why even, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, the kids got enough, you know? The other one that I think is super interesting is Hot Ones. Mm-hmm. I know everybody in here has watched that show. Right. Okay. So you would think that with the kind of views that they get, 30, 50, 60 million views... On certain episodes, you'd think all their ad revenue or all their revenue came from ads, from YouTube ads, right? right? You'd think they, they were just cleaning the bank with that. They actually only make like 10 or 15% of their revenue from those ads. It's like not anything crazy to them. Interesting. They, yeah. They actually generate over eight figures from selling hot sauce. Really? And I just, yeah, and I just found out that this year alone, they'll do, they're projected to do 25 million in revenue (laughs) from hot sauce. I know companies that
1: That don't even sell. Yeah.
0: Well, they don't even sell for 25 million.
1: So what's the, do you know anything about the relationship with Complex in that, like, CPG line? Like, does Complex own the IP Behind that, and they partner with somebody, or... I'm going to talk to the homie Rick. Yeah, because, I mean, dude, if that's like 25 mil owned revenue for Complex... Yeah, that's a good question.
0: That's a wild line item. Dude, it might be, because they bought First We Feast. I would imagine it is, right? At least they own the IP. They bought First We Feast, and First We Feast is underneath... Or Hot Ones is underneath First We Feast. Yeah. And First We Feast is the one that releases the sauces.
1: But that's how kind of like Prime and like Chamberlain Coffee and Happy, like they all have these like distribution partners. They all have like a manufacturing partner who kind of like yeah. brings the idea to life. But I can see how one's owning the whole thing. And I can too. Yeah. Because I, I mean, they,
0: they sold, uh, I don't know what year it was, but I know they sold for 310 million. Um, okay. And that was a while back. Like that, I don't think that was a, a thing currently. No, they're actually was- a wild story. Like they started as a magazine. <clears throat> Then it was a failing magazine. Then they were like, fuck it, we're going to go digital. Then they wrapped up all these blogs. Um, and that's how they first started monetizing. And then, like, then they went into shows. And dude, yeah, they're one of my favorite brands. 100%. Just no, like their moves are power media moves. They've,
1: they've done it right. So, something like we're talking about a lot right now is, is what I like to call, and I, this is not my term, but the new media. Yeah. Right? It's kind of this, uh, this, shift away from legacy media institutions like ESPN where you used to go for all your content. Now you go direct to these athletes.
0: You had a Matthew Barry too. Yeah. Like he's he's doing his own thing. Yeah.
1: Like a lot of creators have been able to take, you know, their own IP away from the massive networks. Like Draymond Green. He's got his podcast. You've been seeing the podcast P clips with Paul George blowing up recently. Obviously the Kelseys are doing their thing. What's crazy is I think that this strategy actually transcends. I think this is a cultural shift. This is not just like in sports. 100%. Because you look at Andrew Huberman, right? Like you look at Peter Atiyah, who we talked about earlier. Yeah. These guys, show me someone who follows them and trust their you know, general practitioner yeah. more than they would trust Huberman, right? Like there's this complete shift in like where people are getting their information. Yeah. And- I just, it's so interesting because how are these guys growing, right? They're growing through clips. Yeah. Like we talked about earlier. It's very rare that someone watches an entire Andrew Huberman three and a half hour podcast. Yeah, like, right?
0: it it takes a week to listen to it.
1: What sort of time do you possibly have to devote to listening to
0: that? You're not optimized if you're listening to a three. No.
1: (laughs) Bro, even on like two, two X speed, right? And, but what is important is that you get kind of like the distilled clips, right? And those are super shareable. You know, you see it. I'm talking about stuff that applies to virtually anyone, like how can you fix your sleep? How can you focus more? How can you fix your attention span? And obviously, Peter at sea is talking about longevity, right? Like how can you avoid these different causes of mortality? And I think what they are optimizing for, which this is kind of the point that I wanted to get to that everyone should take away from it. They're optimizing for two key metrics. Number one is shares. Yeah. Right. It's so easy to share that content. Be like, yo, did you see this? Crazy. Like, same with the podcast piece stuff. Like he's talking about, I think he was talking to Clay and, uh, you know, he's talking to Clay and Clay said something about how, you know, he regretted flashing his four rings yeah. to, to Devin Booker. Yeah. And D-Book obviously like, had a comment on it, but like that spreads like wildfire because everyone's like, yo, did you see this thing that Clay actually said on the podcast? And similarly, you know, for Huberman or Peter it's, yeah. I think what they have that's probably massive is the saves feature or the bookmarks feature. The I just watched this, it blew my mind and now I need to save it for later. What's the percentage of people that ever go revisit it? That's another discussion. Yeah. yeah. But
0: so you're thinking about like creating content, thinking about you, you, yeah, you think with the KPI in mind or you create with the KPI in mind. Right. So, like, if I'm talking about information based content, I'm thinking about saves. Yes.
1: 100%. You want it like you want it to be shared. A. And you want it to be saved. B. Yeah. Likes, other stuff. I think it is starting to become a vanity metric like views and likes because. It's not the right signal for what is actually resonating. I mean, you've had a bunch of tweets recently where the bookmark ratio to likes is completely different,
0: right? Yeah, I mean, the one, for example, like this, the Mr. Beast one had like 600 bookmarks in comparison to 300 and something likes. I mean, I'd rather get 600 bookmarks. Right, because then you... That's 600 people that like for sure found this valuable that they saved it.
1: Right, yeah. It's it's crazy that that's the behavior now too because I feel like that's new. I feel like people used to like like stuff and then that was their way of kind of keeping track and then i now, like
0: the homie shit to be honest yeah I like just to memes. like let them know like hey i saw this yeah i appreciate it i will engage 100 percent, or like <laughs> a just a hot take that just like resonates yeah. a little too hard Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> and i'm like oh, i
0: gotta i gotta show my love for that but i agree with you so like when i was uh, john and i walked over to, to spokesman when we came back we were talking about a huberman clip that we shared and went viral and and I talked to my dad about it. I talked to John about it. Like, right? it's... And he does optimize for shares because you see that information. Whoever your gym partner is, yeah, that's who you're going to share it with. 100%. That or is, a family
1: member, like you said. I yeah. think a, a lot of knowledge transfer, like our parents are not getting access no. to this information when in actuality, like they're probably the people that need it the
0: most. My parents now are Peter Tia fans and Huberman fans because of me. Yeah. Because yeah, I yeah. put them on so many clips. I'm like, hey, you should... Do this if you want to sleep better. If you right. if you uh, want to feel more energized in the morning, like go take a walk when you wake up and get your yeah, sunlight, get that, right? get that morning sun, baby. Have you seen, there was a clip that went viral and it was like a minute and a half of like, this is my optimized morning routine. And he was like like trolling everybody. Yeah. But it was like, I just recorded my podcast and I went and got sunlight and then I recorded my podcast about starting my podcast <laughs> and then I went yeah. back outside and then I moved to Austin, Texas and <laughs> yeah. it was like, oh my Gosh, like, why? Thirty is this million guy views? targeting yeah. me, <laughs> and then guess what? Thirty million views, and it was like millions of shares. It yeah. was, yeah, yeah. it was great, dude. Uh,
1: the the last thing about that that I'll t- say is, I also saw something similar where this lady was saying she was a, she was dealing with a Huberman husband.
0: <laughs> so, That's a thing.
1: Yeah, she was like, this is how I cope with living with my Huberman husband. <laughs> we have to wake up every morning, go get our sunlight, make sure that we have. Ninety minutes before we try our caffeine and like just went I through the do whole that. thing. No, I can't it's do crazy. that 90 I'm, I, caffeine I'm on site. Caffeine. On site. It, No, it's a it's immediate. I wake up,
0: I go to the fridge, and I grab the caffeine before I let the dogs out. Mm. They're not going before out. Before you work out too, right? Because you're a morning workout guy. Yeah, caffeine. yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100 percent before I work out. That's the other thing. I'm not gonna not have caffeine before I, I squat heavy or before I Olympic lift. Like, when I mean, no you squat chance. heavy, what are you talking about? Yeah. More than you, Brian. I don't right, well. With you, discussion for another time look camera one look at the call <laughs> no, i know i'm kidding all right speaking of working out yeah nick bear you know him yeah i beast. know you yeah beast so he started bpn like 10 11 years ago right his entire youtube channel is is him saying hey i'm gonna go run this marathon i want to run a 245 uh two hours and 45 minute marathon i'm gonna document the whole thing it's gonna be a series and then throughout that entire series he shows you Everything he's doing from a training perspective, from like a nutrition perspective, but then like the, the amazing part is all he does is take his own supplements Yeah. and every video, like it's yeah, hundreds of thousands of views is a product plug for the eight supplements he takes in the morning. Oh, I take my reds. I take my greens. I take my flight. I take, then I'm running. I take my GM one G one M sport or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just yeah, hundred percent. It is brilliant. And they've grown to do over 50 million in revenue, Yeah. which is another, another absurd huge. wonder. absurd number. To me, it's just wild to think about. If you can grow a YouTube channel and you can legit grow a fan base, which is different than a following, which is even different than a like an email list. If you can grow a fan base through YouTube, I don't know what you can't launch that's like relevant to your audience and like what you talk about and who you are and your content. Right. And it's not successful,
1: dude. The irony there, to me is so many successful youtubers did not launch with that goal in mind either right they 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 launch with the end goal of just creating for themselves and like getting you know it's the same thing why do you want to be the lead in the school play right like you want to have some attention on you you want to be the star like they're not doing it being like i'm going to be my own personal business empire and that authenticity is so clearly visible in any successful creator Leads me to my next thing. We're talking a lot about creator brands. Yep. We're a lot, talking a lot about how that plays a role in launching a brand in 2023. Yep. So I wanted to go through kind of like the tangible steps that I would take if I were going to launch a brand new brand this year. Do it. So number one, I think you need to identify a problem you personally feel. All right. Like you have to experience this challenge no matter what. Yeah. So with Nick Bear, he never found the quality of supplements that he felt he could Take and be fully optimized. What does he do? He creates his own. Number two, you create content around that all day long. Right, TikTok, YouTube, uh IG Reels, all short form, all yeah. vertical. There's a couple of other ways you can do it. You can do AI voiceover. Like you don't even have to be talking into more people the are doing that. Yeah, like just like film yourself doing B-roll type stuff throughout the day. Like filling up, you know, your water with whatever the powder is. Like shake yeah. it up and then just go work out. Like. You can have an AI voiceover, but whatever you do, create content around your routine, make sure that it fits with the type of product that you're trying to eventually launch. Number three, this is something that I think people spend way too much time. Did you know 51% of marketing dollars go towards website development?
0: No. Sorry, John. (laughs) You're out of business,
1: dog. (laughs) Yeah. If I'm gonna do one thing, it's put them out of business. Yeah, but like that's crazy. Like there's so many single landing page no code builders out there. So all all you should do, all you should do is spin up a super simple landing page with email and cell phone number collection. Right? Do not sell anything. Don't try and reinvent the wheel. Don't care about your branding. One liner headline. This is what we do. This is the problem we're solving. Collect emails. Hopefully you're now building a list.
0: And for anybody who doubts that, Mr. Beast is building a massive email list right, and massive. spending a lot of money on email.
1: Yeah, 100%. All these creators, they, they have entirely massive email departments, whatever. Uh, number four, maybe? Four, four, I think we're on four. Yeah. Um, expect to only convert around 10% of those email subscribers into orders. I think this is a mistake that a lot of young entrepreneurs make is you think, oh, I got an email list of 10,000 people. I'm about to sell... 5,000 units of my product. No chance. Bro, no one remembers. Like, no one remembers that they signed up for your stuff. And if anything, you're going to send them an email. They're going to be like, oh, get away from me. Like, I'm going to unsubscribe. So, you got to have really real exi- realistic expectations around how much you're actually going to sell. Then you launch with an email and text blast, summer five, launch with that. You take that money and obviously you fulfill the orders that you you know are having to do. And then you take any sort of profit and launch ads. Nice. That's from there, you're going to launch Facebook ads, TikTok ads. How are you going to launch ads? Oh, I need to pay a designer. Oh, I need to do whatever. No, you don't. You can go into Canva. You can just design your own static ads with some sort of discount or whatever you want it to be. But here's the crucial thing you're going to run your best performing pieces of content as ads. That way, you already know, you already created the content, right? You already invested your time into building that. You're going to run those as your Facebook ads, your TikTok ads, YouTube. And from there,
0: just rinse and repeat. I agree with all of it. And the one thing I'll add to it is if you are building your email list, then you have to take some of the things that you're doing on the content, on the short form video content side of things and bring it to email. Right. So if you are, even if it is just your routine, there is, you can create some kind of I don't want to say newsletter, but like something relevant to your routine that you can put in the inbox. So it's another, it is another touch point. It is another experience. And it's another way for uh, somebody to interact with you or your brand. Because 100%. like the creators that I love, I want to interact with them everywhere I can because it feels like I'm learning a little bit more about them here and there. Yeah. And so if you add email as like an extension of that, then it's now that 10% can be 15%. Or like 100%. that's how you're going to make it uh, more of just a sales channel, but as a retention channel, which then leads to acquisition and, and increasing your customer lifetime value. For sure.
1: And, and it's another thing, like I think every month that you keep someone in your orbit, yep. like as a creator, like the more time I spend with the creator, the more time I'm going to talk about them to all these different people, right? Like that's the network effect that people don't. It's kind of like a lot of social apps talk about that. There's some sort of equation where if you have to hit for every like single person that comes on, yeah. you're gonna acquire three more as a result of that, and that's how you like mm-hmm. hyperscale. I think creators have the same thing. Like I've been following certain people for two years. Yeah, the amount of people I've put onto that is crazy. Yeah, like and with every month, I'm just talking to more new folks that I meet. That I'm like, yo, you would probably enjoy this guy's content. Yeah.
0: So I I feel like that's like a a SaaS like a SaaS product waiting to be developed of. Maybe it's called orb. Oh no, there is an orbit. But <laughs> spark like spark loop for YouTubers, like some shit where you can see if if Brian subscribed to my email list, can I know that Brian's also a follower on IG and like YouTube? Yeah. And I could see how many people are within the orbit of every channel. Yeah. Or just hey, only you know, seventy-five percent of your audience is only on your email list. The the most successful creators also have like 50% of their their audience on YouTube and Instagram, right? Like some, yeah. that'd be sick if it's I could so see dope. a dashboard with like numbers like that. So dope. Um, one of the last things I, I want to talk about because we're on this like just video kick is what are your thoughts on CGI for so, as social content and specifically yeah. for product launches? It is all these brands. I forgot the guy's name, but they're all working with like this one guy who takes like a iPhone video, right, at some uh, at some area that is like relevant to the brand and then turns it into these CGI videos. Yeah. It uses CGI to like turn it into these videos where it's like, what in the fuck? Like you yeah. think it's some crazy yeah, 3D yeah. billboard. It is not. It is completely fake. L'Oreal, there was one that I posted today and, and went viral, but like L'Oreal had one made for their liquid skin lipstick or something mm, like that. Okay, mm-hmm. And it was a branded piece of content, not something that somebody else made. L'Oreal made it for their product launch it got 6 million views. It was 6 million or 10 million. Yeah. But it got millions of views and is the second most viewed uh, video on their channel. What are your initial thoughts there?
1: So one best practice that a lot of brands would tell you is when you put faces onto a product shot, you're going to see lift. You're going to see improved conversion. Um, and so using that as a guiding principle for the old guard, I think the new guard doesn't care about that as much. So my question to you, um, is this a trend or do you think it's a new media channel? Because I remember the I Baltimore Ravens did this a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had that crazy Raven flying yep. around and like it was only like, I only saw it because I was watching on ESPN. It wasn't like it was actually going down in Baltimore, which has been crazy. Yeah. You think I, it's a trend?
0: No. I don't if you're launching some kind of like CPG product. If I'm launching something and it's some product, I'm going to find a way to integrate a story into CGI or some CGI focused content. Yeah. yeah. And I think it is specifically if you're trying to gain awareness because it will generate millions of views. Or depending on like your audience, but it has the potential to generate millions of views. Probably
1: low investment too. I mean, I I I don't know. It seems like with the tools, that can't be that crazy. I don't
0: know. I don't want to speculate. Um, but, I mean, Barbie did it, and right. it got picked up. The other thing I think is interesting is every media publication likes to pick up the story because everybody thinks it re- it's real. So then the media publication's like, no, this is not real.
1: Yeah, L'Oreal fools all its fans with...
0: Like you know, the Barbie one was Barbie coming out of like some billboard in Dubai, and she was like, as tall as the tallest building in Dubai. Right. Right. But it went stupid viral. Right. Uh, Pandora Jewelry did one as well that got 10 million views. It was just to announce like Copenhagen Fashion Week. Yeah. 10 million views sold out. Like just brilliant. And I, I, yeah, my main thing is I think it will crush for product launches. I think if you could integrate the, a story into the CGI and not just like do something stupid that is to just gain eyeballs, then I think it could work.
1: And it's so shareable too. Right. Like, kind of to that point we talked about earlier, like, it's going to get a massive amount of impressions. Yeah. And in the era of kind of like performance marketing, digital advertising, like, everything's supposed to have some sort of ROI attached to it. But at the end of the day, 25 years ago, 30 years ago, you would pay for a commercial and, you know, you're pretty much just paying for the eyeballs. Yeah. Right. But what you're talking about now, it's like CJI, if it's kind of, not guaranteed, but like you have a high likelihood it's going to go 10 to 40 million kind of impressions. That's a lot of earned and, media dollars that you And it's not even... Get,
0: it's not even talking about when something like that happens, every marketer is going to post it. So many other people are going to post it. Getting it picked up everywhere. And, right. Like yeah. you may get a million or 2 million impressions on your post, but somebody else is going to get another 2 million on theirs when they reshare. It. Right. Exactly. And that other person, right? And yeah. it's just like this net... Like just this effect that... <laughs> wild like when i posted that barbie thing it got it got nearly a million impressions right right right. all i did was boost barbie yeah i'm part of that like record-breaking weekend bro like i'm part of it so is that where's your check check? yeah (laughs) um so yeah i just think it's fascinating i think it's early still yeah um but i do think there's an opportunity there if you are like feastables to totally do something that would just like just if Mr. Beast Taco did something party. with CGI, it would go stupid viral. Yeah. So my thought that's my thought process there. Um well, if he but watches I do think this, do
1: you know, just let us in on the video a little bit. You yeah. know, I know those let CPMs are going crazy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I got nothing else. I think we've been going for like an hour. Yeah, got I'm good. Else? That was a good pod. It was. It that was, was good. good. It was good to have the AC working in here. <sighs> dude,
1: yeah. We gotta go like uh 720p for that last video. We can't <laughs> yeah. we can't be an HD for that. <laughs> no. I don't want I don't want that on the internet. <laughs> yeah,
0: dude, I was <laughs> sweating. There was like the 4K. You could just see that shit coming down in yeah. slow motion. No, we got to do no. something about that. Um Go on, That's a, a wrap on, on episode two of Sweat Equity. That's it. Yeah. See y'all next week. what is it you want to do when you grow up? Hey, yo, I'm going to be a ted That's how my eyes can see. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly. I've been laying, waiting for your next mistake. I put in work and watch my status escalate. I'm going
1: to start collecting pride.